Patriots fans, the unofficial official beginning of NFL free agency for 2022 is about to commence. What will the Patriots do and how will the Patriots approach the draft based on their opposition to what they're going to do in free agency? Here today to discuss all of that with me is my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, joins me for his weekly appearance here on Locked On Patriots. I'm Mike DeBate and you're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful and thank you once again for making locked on patriots a daily part of your new england patriots coverage thank you very much for joining me today here on locked on patriots your first listen every day available on all platforms especially here on youtube where you might be viewing or listening to this podcast as you can see it is monday that definitely means that i am not alone here on the pod today my good friend the legendary man himself the green man, Thomas Murphy, joins me here on Locked On Patriots. Murph, thank you for joining me today in friendship. Thank you for coming to me today, Don Murph. Oh, always my pleasure, Michael. Always my pleasure. Happy to spread the the news, you know, or you know, get back to the the nitty gritty of of everything that's happening in in New England Patriots history. And and oh God, it's terrible, terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, you know, today is Amuse the Draft Monday, and yeah. folks, we will continue to amuse the draft here on Locked On Patriots, because after all, we're contractually obligated to do it. No, I'm just kidding, folks. Murph and I love to amuse the draft. We are very reverent to the draft. If you notice, we don't use the term mocking. We do not make fun of the draft. We take the draft. We hold it sacred, you know, like the Christian takes the Bible and he holds it sacred, Murph, the way a lot of people hold their marriage sacred, you know. Say it! Say it! <laughs> but, Say it. In any case, um, we can't begin today's discussion without talking about the beginning of the legal tampering period. And I, I wish Lockdown was a little more high tech. I went over this with Mer with uh, Miguel on Friday when he joined me here that I wish I had a laugh track every time that someone said the legal tampering period. Because Murph, as you know, all these teams right now are just sitting by the phone yeah. waiting for 1159 yep. to tick away to noontime That's because... It. There hasn't been any contact with none. any external free agent. No. None. Absolutely not. No, this is not at all. Um, but the legal tampering period will begin. And until Wednesday at 4 p.m., these deals cannot become official. They can be agreed upon. Um, and the New England Patriots are expected to be active in this market. Maybe not as active as they were last year, but they will be active. We've already seen them make a few moves, um, starting really with the release of Kyle Van Noy. But yesterday on Sunday was really the day where things started up. Devin McCourty back on a one-year deal, $9 million. Uh, the New England Patriots also tendering uh, J um, Jacoby Myers, wide receiver. Yep. If he does indeed sign the tender, it looks like that's the direction this is going in. Jacoby back on a one-year deal. It gives them an opportunity to work out a long-term deal with them. He's going to be paid about $4 million under the tender. Uh, fullback Jakob Johnson. This surprised me a little bit. Uh, New England choosing not to tender Jakob. Um, 
looking at uh, the fact that $2.4 million would have been the tender cost. I guess you can definitely make the argument that that may be a little bit too rich for their blood at this right. point after he only made 150000 last year. Murph, a flurry of moves right now. I didn't even mention Brian Hoyer coming back, James Ferentz in the, in the, uh, the lineup as well. Uh, what were some of the moves that caught your eye? What do you think of what the Patriots have done so far? Well, it was it was great that we decided we I, I, when the, the Patriots decided to bring back McCourty, it, it definitely it lessens his cap hit. It lets kicks a few dollars down the down the road. But but more often, but most of all, I picked the wrong day to quit coffee. Um, they, uh, <laughs> but but most of all, they uh they keep some leadership in, in, in the fold. It's, there are a lot of captains that are, that are set to hit free agency uh, Mm -hmm. on the Patriots roster this year and bringing back this one, it was paramount in my, uh, in my humble opinion or unhumble opinion. If you want to ask Claire, Um, (laughs) it's always, it's always good to have some continuity back there. And right now the Patriots have kept together, what I think is the best safety set in um, in the NFL. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they have kept together the greatest safety set, which is the three-man rotation, which we saw last year, Murph, uh, really, I think, come alive when it came to what the New England Patriots can do with Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips, and, of course, Devin McCourty being the quarterback of that defense. And you mentioned some of the names that may not be back on that defense this year. Right. And there's a great possibility of that. Look, Dante Hightower may end up re-signing with the Patriots. Juwan Bentley may end up coming back to New England. There's a lot of opportunity for these guys to be able to do what they do and come back and play at a high level. However, right. at this point, if Dante Hightower does indeed leave, um, if you start to see some of this exodus, such as a J.C. Jackson leaving that backfield, right. keeping that quarterback, and that's what David McCourty is, he is the quarterback of that defense, keeping him in the fold is definitely a smart move. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, don't worry, we're getting to the, don't worry, we're getting to this folks. Uh, Brian Hoyer coming back on a two year deal. <laughs> um, Brian, uh, to me is always a pariah when it comes to the fan base. You see that you see the eye roll emojis, uh, yeah. you know, you see the, you know, the vomit emojis, which I think is terrible. I mean, considering the type of guy that Brian is and right. the contributions he makes to this team, um, good move for the Patriots. I think this is great in terms of developing Mac Jones. Uh, but a lot of people seem to be a little sour on this one. Yeah, fantastic move. Um, no, nobody is is more against this move than than Tommy Curran, who who our good friend, who <laughs> thinks it would be better off making him a uh, a quarterbacks coach as opposed to uh, keeping him on the roster. But keeping Hoyer on the roster allows him a lot more access to his teammates than being a coach. That's really the bottom line. It, it's a very uh, um team friendly contract that that mm-hmm. Hoyer signed I thought this was a great move um Mac needs stability right now he lost his offensive coordinator he he lost his bench buddy do you have your bench buddy don't you know you don't want to you don't want to jump off uh that exit in the EAC and and not have a bench buddy and and he has somebody now uh, that that he's familiar with, that he's worked with before, that uh, knows the the Patriot way in in like nobody else on on this offense does. After uh, the shakeup at, at um, in the coaching ranks, and and I thought it was a great move. I, I really did. Bottom line, I thought it was a good move. 
Yeah, I think, again, very much like McCordy, maybe not to the level of impact that he has on the field. Nobody's comparing the two of these guys in terms no. of what they contribute no, no, no. each and every Sunday. But you want continuity in the Patriots locker room right now. And let's face it, Josh McDaniels, Bo Hardigree, off to uh, Las Vegas. That's definitely a loss for Mac Jones in terms right. of his development. Because as much as Mac gets credit for being a smart quarterback, being able to develop well, uh, things of that nature, he's still a rookie. And I think in a lot of I mean, well, he's going into his second year but he's still uh developing himself as a quarterback learning his skills learning his strengths learning the offense and brian hoyer i think with the exception of josh mcdaniels bill belichick and a gentleman whose name we're going to mention in just a moment uh he may know the patriots offense better than anybody so at this point i think the patriots making that move bringing back brian smart move uh and it is going to be interesting to see what this means for jared stidham as well um Murph, it's almost time to muse the draft, but uh, I, we could not go all episode here today. We could. Uh, we, could. A, we could. I guess we could. But you know what? We're, we're going to give the people, uh, by people I mean me, uh, what they want. And um, your thoughts on the return uh, after a, a long 40-day retirement yeah. uh, of one Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. What was your reaction when you saw this yesterday? Well, you know... My 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 initial reaction was that it was uh, it was shorter than the MLB lockout. All right, it was <laughs> than the MLB you are right about that. Yeah, you know? uh, it, it, it's I'm not sure what changed. Uh, mm -hmm. It could be two one of two things: something internally down there in uh, in Tampa, uh, giving Tom more control. Uh, we all read the stories last year about how Tom was in there with his offensive coordinator setting up the game plan while, while Bruce was out um, drinking, I mean, getting, getting therapy done on his leg or whatever was ailing him that week. And uh, so that, that's, that's basically that, that changed or Giselle is just sick of his face already and <laughs> wants him out of the house, get out of the house. This is ridiculous. It's not like Tom can go up, go up on the roof and say, I'm fixing the shingles the way our dads did when they wanted to get away. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's sitting there. He, he, he's just, he can still play something changed uh, internally in Tampa, uh, whether it's bringing back certain players or anything else. And, and Tom can still play. Let, let's, let's, mm -hmm. you know, you know, let's let's look at the facts here. This is a man who, at 45 years old, is still one of the three uh, best quarterbacks on any given Sunday in the NFL. And uh, he, I don't know, the, the only person that side uh, side any relief yesterday was uh, bathroom Ben Roethlisberger, mm. who can now go into the Hall of Fame, uh, not with Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ben, sure now, that stage. ben now gets a chance to headline yeah. that class. Uh, but, uh, you know, bottom line, I think, uh, you know, Tom's definitely got number eight in his sights. There's yeah. no question about it. I wrote about this a little bit for Sports Illustrated last night, and channeling is in a rocky Balboa, and there's still some stuff left in the basement. And look, yeah. I think there is. I think Tom has unfinished business on the field. Now, unfinished business in Tampa? Yeah, it surprised me a little bit that Tampa was going to be the, 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 the lock-in, but Murph, we both know nothing is golden in this league. Nothing is, no. is gilded. Uh, there is always a chance for things to work out. I don't think Tom would have put himself out there like that and saying he was coming back to the Bucks, but at this point, he doesn't really have a choice either. We have to remember that. So uh, bottom line, uh, another season of Tom Brady under center. And you know what? At the very least, 
it's always going to be fun to watch. So welcome back, Tom. And, uh, you yeah. know, we'll do the farewell tour again. Maybe this time, maybe he'll mention the New England Patriots in his uh, retirement. See, here, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I, go through this I had to do it. That's it. You know what? The again. heel turn was eventual, Murph. Yeah. I had to do it eventually. And you know yeah. what? It just uh, it uh, uh, it came down. But, folks, fear not. This is not going to be a Tom Brady-centric uh, uh, pod today. We are going to muse the draft. That's what yeah. we're here for. That's what we love to do. And our good friend Andrew Caraway gave us a beauty. And you can oh. see Murph readying himself. You can see him getting primed for it. And we're going to come at you with that draft in just a moment. But first, folks, just wanted to take a moment to mention our good friends at Built Bar. You know as well as I do. We're moving into the Lenten season, Murph. And, of course, you know, we're trying to get ready for Easter. And that means chocolate bunnies, you know, peanut butter eggs, things of that nature, those little mini eggs that you love to snack on. But that can be costly to your waistline. There's no question about it. And costly to your pocket as well. Well, our good friends at Built Bar have that covered. If you want a delicious snack that satisfies your need for a sweet treat, reach for a Built Bar. Much less in calorie, much more protein. You cannot ask for better. And the taste, folks, they always go for the taste first. They'll look for a flavor that tastes good, and then they'll be able to go ahead and make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they do it all the time. The peanut butter brownie, my personal favorite. Murph is loving them. They've got mint brownie, coconut almond, pretty much any type of flavor you can think of. Built Bar has thought of it, and they're working on it. So today... Visit Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Remember, Built.com today. LOCK15 for 15% off your next order at Built.com. Team Butchie lives on these things. Oh, my God. I have to hide them. I have to hide them, man. They're excellent. They're good. They are good. And you know what? I mean, I've become hooked on them. I've become, uh, you know, a big fan and and thankful to uh, the folks over at, uh, you know, Built Bar for always, uh, you know, being right on the cusp of developing these flavors and developing such a healthy, delicious treat that we all love. Built Bar, you know, America runs on that coffee company, folks. Well, Locked On runs on Built Bar, and yep. uh, we can definitely assure you that any of the, uh, the great products that they put out, whether it be Built Boost, whether it be the broth, definitely check out the great line of products that they have available each and every day at Built.com. And, of course, use that promo code LOCK15. Let them know that we sent you, mm-hmm. but it also allows you to help save a little bit in your wallet, and that's really important for a lot of folks right now, and I mean that sincerely. What's also important to a lot of folks here, Murph, is musing the draft. Like I said, we always respectfully treat the draft here on Locked On Patriots. We do not mock it. We come to it in friendship. We, uh, you know, we ask with respect. We even think to call it God. All right, that's a little too much, folks. But you you see where we're coming from. It's about time to get going in terms of musing the draft today here on Locked On Patriots. And to begin, our good friend Andrew Caraway at Caraway Six uh, has provided another stellar draft here for us at Locked On Patriots, and um, he's got a trade mixed in. It has the Patriots expanding their horizons. Um, he uses the PFF mock uh, simulator, and PFF gave him a B minus on this. So uh, let's see if Murph and I agree with that. Um, starting right off, round number two, thirty-five, obviously. Patriots have traded down for that. They trade, they receive the 35th pick along with the number 67 pick, uh, according to uh, uh, to Andrew's notes here. And yep. uh, they have come away with the, 20, uh, the uh, Houston Texans, obviously, their trading partner for that. So Patriots trade out of the first round. In round two, at pick number 35, 
They go with George Pickens out of Georgia, satisfying their requirement for a wide receiver, and of course, satisfying Andrew's requirement for a for Georgia, a Georgia Bulldog. Bulldog. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, at number fifty-three, the Patriots stand pat at that. No pun intended. Well, maybe a little pun intended. Uh, Chad Puma uh, comes to uh, New England from Wyoming. Muma continues to be a, a player that a lot of people are talking about as a potential member of the Patriots. Uh, my colleague Kevin Tame wrote about him in a draft profile for Sports Illustrated last week. This one seems to be coming through a little bit of a groundswell. Um, rounding out the first three rounds for the New England Patriots, tackle Kellen Dyche coming out of Arizona State, Sun Devil coming to the New England Patriots. When you uh -huh. look at these first three picks, Murph, as well as the trade, How's Andrew doing so far in your estimation? Um, I, I thought Pinkins was a reach there at 35. I, I you know, not to, yeah, Andrew's not gonna talk to me for a week, but um <laughs> I, I, I like Pinkins, I really do. I would like him more at uh 55 or 65 than I do at 35, but uh, you know, I've gotta defer. If there's anybody that knows Georgia football players and how they will fit into mm. this uh Patriot system, uh he is the man. And uh, so, you know, I give it a C plus, B minus on that pick. Muma, I love at 53. Um, it, that's that's a solid A pick. He's a guy that can come in here and and fix what ails you. And if you're getting that in the second round at 53, that's that's really cool. Uh, Keelan Dice, mm -hmm. that's that's a serious reach uh in in my estimation it really is that's that's somebody that that i have graded out as a day three guy mm -hmm. um but but still a solid first three picks in this in this draft i i thought he did well in in trading uh and a, you, you really you, you can't drag the man at all i just you know dice i i'm just not sure about dice there's there had to be somebody on the offensive line that that could come in here and fit in a, better than than somebody that I would consider a swing tackle. Yeah, I think Dyche in round three to spend that type of capital, yeah. especially when New England is expected to invest in really beefing up that offensive line yeah. this year. You know they want at least Ted Karras or Trent Brown back in free agency. Both. Ideally, I'd love to think they'd have them both. I would love to see them both come back. Whether that's realistic or not, uh, our good friend Miguel said it definitely is. The Patriots can do yep. it if they prioritize it the right way, and I think they can. But if they're going to invest third-round capital in an offensive tackle, I would think that they would probably be able to get someone a little right. higher up on the board, maybe a little bit more starting potential than Dice. So, yeah, that was the one that kind of uh, raised my eyebrow Dice, a little bit. They had better, better bring back uh, Ted Karras. That, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. If that's the case and they're going to use that type of high-level high capital, and let's face it, third round is pretty high-level in the yeah. draft. Uh, yeah, they're going to need absolutely need Karras back in the fold at guard, and you know at tackle as well. I think you know you look at someone like a yeah. Trent Brown, they're going to have to make a big decision there as well, uh, literally and figuratively. I, I'd to love Trent. to see Trent back. I just want to see it on a uh, on a friendly contract that pays him more bonuses for time on the field than yeah. than guaranteed money. That's a good point. That's a very, very good point. And, you know, over the course of the next couple of days, Murph, I think that uh, we're going to see what the Patriots are looking at and how they're going to uh, you know, proceed when it comes to uh, trying to build their roster for 2022. Uh, Pickens as well uh, was a little bit of a surprise to me, too, yeah. a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I love his fit on the outside. And look, there's no question about it. Patriots really need some help on the outside. Right. But I think they like their receivers a little more versatile. This kid doesn't tend to 
fit the skill set yeah. of what they might be looking for to have to align in the slot on occasion. Uh, that to me is the only drawback in him. But I like Pickens' game, and I understand where Andrew's coming from in terms of I. addressing a need on the outside. So not too bad, uh, you know, right off the bat. But uh, Andrew continues here with a trade, uh, obviously trading with the Carolina Panthers at the 85 spot in round three. That's why we said rounding out round three yeah. earlier, folks. Uh, he has the Patriots going to number 105 in the fourth round and then picking up number 147 in round five. With that 105 pick, Josh Job out of Alabama. Uh, cornerback, Patriots are definitely going to need a corner. But there's no question about it. Um, not sure they wait this long to select a corner. I think if J.C. Jackson is indeed gone, and according to the reports, it looks like he's most likely headed out of New England, almost certainly yep. headed out of New England. Uh, I think they I think they use the draft to try to draft his replacement and maybe use free agency to bring in some stopgap options, either to mentor or to just keep the spot warm, essentially, until uh, the rookie, whoever he may be, rounds into form. Uh, Neil Farrell Jr. comes over as a uh, um, uh, as a defensive uh, player out of LSU. He goes uh, to the Patriots in round four, pick number 123. And then um, sandwiched uh, in between a pair of Boldens, uh, Josh Rivas as a guard comes over in round six, number 198. Yeah. But uh, Bubba Bolden coming over as a safety at round uh, uh, five, number 147. And Slade Bolden rounding out the mix of Alabama wide receiver 209 round six um murph by my count that would be three boldens on the roster you're the expert here is that above the quota is that like is that right up where we should be three boldens on the on the no, roster? Mo more bold and more better uh, at one <laughs> point in time the uh the patriots actually had i think seven guys from rutgers on the on the ro the active roster so no we are four under under the the you know the high water mark right there um i love the the both the bolden picks they're fantastic yep. uh josh uh revis is is another tiny head scratcher right mm -hmm. here i'm not quite sure it's a good spot for him but i do believe he's a developmental guy uh the the, the man that that i really want to talk about here at at the bottom end is josh job uh, mm -hmm. the Alabama senior. Uh, I really like Job. He's aggressive, a physical outside guy. Uh, he plays at a high level. He was a four-star recruit, you know, uh, you know, uh, an aggressive high motor individual. Mm -hmm. and he's strictly a press man corner. Uh, yeah. And he, he struggles in zone schemes an awful lot, which, which would make things a little bit difficult for him here at times, but I like what I see him and from him impressed man. Uh, his timing is, is a bit off that that's something that can be fixed. And this goes back to what Mike said earlier that he thought, you know, somebody might have been there earlier that will, it would have caught uh, Bill's eye, but we all know what happens with defensive backs in the second round who get drafted mm. here. Um, <laughs> So we'll see if 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 uh, if Bill agrees with this pick and and actually makes it, then then I'll I'll eat a little crow. But but right now it, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not sure. But let's get back to the good stuff. Many many Boldens. <laughs> many many Boldens, and let's hope <laughs> it's going to be three. Uh, yep. We would definitely love. I know this man would definitely love to see Brandon back in the fold. I for one would love it as well. But uh, you know, between Slade and Bubba, both on uh, you know offense and on defense, um, yeah. it could be interesting. I know Slade Bolden is kind of the feel good story, and everybody's thinking of him as yeah. like little Edelman. Um, you know, folks, 
pump the tires just Amendola. a little bit. But Not I think the kid man. does have, yeah, I think the kid does have the ability to be more of a Danny Amendola type. That's a good point. Yeah. And I'm glad that you made that, Murph. Yeah. And, um, you know, just I the also. The guy that you sneak in there for eight plays yeah. a game and he makes four of them. And he makes four four catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. That that's That's what I see out of him. Absolutely. Absolutely. It really is. It's really something, uh, you know, to uh, to keep an eye on. And I'm so glad that you mentioned, uh, like I said earlier, about catching your sharp eye in the early rounds. Uh, folks, yeah, the ghost of Razai Dallin continues to hover over Foxborough. Yeah. And, oh. uh, you know, so uh, maybe maybe Bill will go a little bit later. And I think, Joe, at that point, if that's where he's going to uh, to target, I mean, who better than uh, somebody that knows a Nick Saban system? Right. Alabama defenders tend to do very well here in New England as well. We always make a big deal out of the Alabama offensive products, but the Alabama defenders tend to do pretty well here as well. So, uh, you know, it's um, it's going to be interesting to see what Bill Belichick does uh, in the coming days and weeks. I think free agency is really going to set the tone for how they approach the draft. Um, bottom line, Murph, uh, how do you think Andrew did overall? Do you agree uh, under or over? the B minus that uh, he was given by PFF. I'm not going to go over, but I'll go, you know, directly with what they have as a B minus, a, a, mm-hmm. you know, may, maybe a B. There were a couple of reaches here and uh, Rivera's is, is, you know, I would have liked to have seen a better pick there. I know he's versatile. I know he can play either guard and maybe kick out to tackle. And so, yeah, I just, I'm just not thrilled with him. I'm just not thrilled with him. Yeah, I can definitely see where PFF came from. I would uh, agree with you. I give him a solid B minus, uh, maybe with a little bit of a B rising, simply because I love the yeah. Joe pick in the middle of the draft. And I right. think if the Patriots do decide that they're going to wait a little bit on picking a uh, corner, uh, then this kid, uh, they could do a lot worse than this kid in the third round. I think he's right where uh, he might go. Uh, and this could be an interesting uh, draft for them. So. Andrew, what can we say? Thank you always for submitting right. these uh, you know, drafts each and every week. Uh, but we're not completely done yet, Murph. We do have one more draft to run through, and we're going to do that in just a moment from our good buddy Jason Sullivan, who just barely missed the cut. Actually, I should say made the cut. At, at, yeah. uh, you know, Almost missed it, but he made it. Uh, but before we do that, just want to go ahead and mention to you guys that you should have your sharp eye this season on our good friends at betonline.net because it is that time of year again. Again, folks, college basketball tournaments are just upon us. And for all the latest odds, contests, player props, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Folks, we are about to wrap things up here with our good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, joins us to muse the draft here on hashtag LockedOnMurphMonday. And, bud, I didn't want today to go by uh, without a lot of things. We talked Tom Brady. You indulge me. I appreciate that. We well, mused Andrew Carraway's draft. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Patriots' initial foray into free agency, but our good friend Jason Sullivan took the time to submit a draft right at the deadline last right the night, deadline. just just before midnight, eleven fifty-eight p.m. Even though we lost an hour of sleep yesterday, Jason <laughs> took the time to put in this draft. So you know what? 
as a solid listener and as a good friend of the program, we couldn't let today's show go by without giving him his just due. So, Jason, thank you so much for your submission. And I'm going to go through the draft in its entirety that he submitted right now. And we'll go through this in just a moment, Murph. At number 21, he has the Patriots standing pat in the first round. Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback out of LSU, one of the top prospects at the position, going to the Patriots at number 21. Um, at number 54, Murph, get ready to grin from ear to ear, John Mechie the third wide receiver out of Alabama. Uh, I don't know who Jason's drafting with. Well, he drafted it. Right. I, I think this was done like at midnight, so most of the people yeah. are probably sleeping uh, but, uh, on the East Coast anyway. Uh, Mechie coming in at number 54. Love it. Number 85, uh, he has a linebacker, Troy Anderson, out of Montana State. Um, Cade Mays comes in at number 26. Offensive yep. guard, uh, you know, Patriots getting some O-line help there. We love talking O-line, Murph. Uh, guard out of Tennessee comes to the Patriots there at number 126. Number 175, Josh Job comes to the New England Patriots. I want to talk about really revamping that cornerback room. Yeah. All of a sudden, you got a couple of guys that could be mainstays in this yep. um, uh, quarterback uh, cornerback room, excuse me, for quite some time at number 175. And then, of course, rounding out the mix, Number 209, Kyle Phillips going to the New England Patriots as well. Murph, this is the definition of Hall, but yeah. uh, wow. in terms of realism, in terms of what your thoughts are, we've talked about a lot of these players before. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the Pro Football Network? Uh, several of our colleagues here at Locked On uh, uh, you know, work for uh, this great organization. What do you <laughs> believe um, in uh, Jason's uh, late-night submission to Mock Draft um, Monday? Here? I, I, th I think he caught everybody drunk. <laughs> and they were they were you know going with the the pretty helmet of the pick weeks uh, uh pick of the week or or you know that 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 I'm gonna draft this guy because he's the same name as my cat, and uh, how Derek Stingley Jr. dropped to 21, I have absolutely no idea. But I wish that everybody that was drafting during this draft was making the picks in in the NFL for other teams other than the Patriots, and that that we were just oh my god. Derek Stingley Jr. At, at 21. Give me it all day long. We all know how I feel about Mechie. Uh, he, he is the quintessential playmaker. He is the yak czar in this uh in this draft. I want this so I want this draft so much. Troy Anderson is just, you know, he's zooming up freaking uh uh draft boards everywhere. If he's there at 85. Uh, it, it's, it's like Christmas. It's like Patriots Christmas people. It's towny Christmas. You know, Cade Mays is an, <laughs> is an excellent grab there at 126. Job again, as we were saying, it, you have just revamped the entire T of the, uh, the Patriots cornerback room, uh, right there in this draft. He is, it, it has been done. And Kyle Phillips is a, just a solid pick at 209. You can't go wrong there. You really can't. This is a fantastic draft. This is an A-plus draft, people. This is what I like to see. This is what I would want on draft day. This is amazing. Please make this happen, please. Yeah, absolutely. I think really, I think this, uh, you know, would be uh, really a, a, an the, the only thing that could make this better is if it had a Bolden in there somewhere. But we'll, 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 get, them, <laughs> we'll get them in on, as undrafted free agents somehow. All right, folks, you really want me to get Murph to smile here? I'll tell you what. Take this draft, couple it with a Brandon Bolden re-signing. How are we doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like it's like walking into – it would be like walking into the kitchen and having lasagna and stuffed shells. 
<laughs> you know, I feel like Nazarene who just delivered the cake of the century to the Don right now for that. <laughs> with that. Oh, you should see the cake like this, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's great, great stuff. How do we? How can we possibly not end on that note? Um, oh, we should really give Jason a grade here because oh, I yeah. think, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah it, it, this this goes down just like Ralphie with his Red Rider BB gun dream. A plus, a and the the teacher just A plus all the way around the room. Plus, plus, plus. That's how much this. That's how good this draft was. It was just great. It was like if somebody could pick Murph's brain and, and just have it fall completely perfectly, what would happen? And this is it. This yep. is it. Absolutely. Well, I I had to tend to agree with you on that as well. I mean, you know, we're grading here. So probably the first not two picks, on you complete. could give away everything else, and you know, because yep. that's just gravy. And it, oh my God, this is a great draft. Yeah. Imagine that's that. And you know what? New England Patriots went into. 2021 with a lot of pipe dreams and nobody yep. said they'd be able to notch nope. a big time quarterback and what they needed on the defensive side of the ball. They got them both from the university of Alabama right. folks. Mac Jones was there at number 15. The Patriots did take him and Christian Barmore was there in the second round and they were right. able to get him as well. So anything is possible in the NFL. Anything is possible with the Patriots. Have faith, folks. Maybe not seem like it right now, but I'm sure the Patriots do have a plan, and we will continue to discuss that plan each and every day here on Locked On Patriots. Obviously, at the time Murph and I are recording this show, no huge free agency news that we haven't already talked about has been made. But with the start of the legal tampering period, insert yep. the laugh track right here, uh, that's exactly what we will continue to do. Our There's resident no voice contact. of reason. Exactly. None. No, no, contact. None. None. no contact. None at all. None at all. Our resident voice of reason, Steve Balistrieri, joins us here today, this week, as well as the Countess of Class herself, Classy Claire Cooper. She will join us here to, uh, this week as well. Definitely stay tuned toward the end of the week. Kevin Tame of Sports Illustrated. Tanya Ray Fox joining us. Ryan Spagnoli of Pat's Pulpit. A lot going Ooh, on this stags. week. So we will continue to keep you updated each and every day here on the Locked On Patriots podcast. And don't forget to check out our colleagues over at Locked On NFL all of the news you need in less than 30 minutes. If it's a move to be made in the NFL, our guys at Locked On NFL are on top of that. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, free and available. Please continue to smash the subscribe button for Locked On Patriots on YouTube. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Murph, what can I say? Always honored, always humbled by your presence. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before I let you go, my friend, please let everyone know where they can find you on social media and what we can look forward to in the coming days and weeks from the great pen, the great voice of Don Murph. Now that baseball is back, bud, you're going to be a busy man. I am busy, man. I am sitting there hitting the refresh constantly. The Rolodex is, is in uh, is in high high usage this week. Uh, you can find all of my stuff over at e2gsports.com. I just had did a couple of write-ups this week on uh, on possible free agents coming in. And, uh, of course, you know, you can find uh, One Patriot's Place there uh, with, with Steve and, and of course, the, the Countess of Class herself. We'll do that. We're, we'll be on tomorrow with uh, with the new guest that, that I, I won't tease out right now. I, I, now, yeah, I will. Uh, Easy Lazar will be, will be joining us tomorrow. Uh, don't miss that one. And follow me on, uh, on the socials at TMRF207, all the socials at TMRF207. Absolutely. Folks, I tell you each and every week, if you're not following this man, please do it. All the uh, information, all of the content that this man puts out on e2gsports.com is point 
click learn enrichment material. You become a better sports fan. You become more informed. You become entertained. What more can you ask for? My good friend, thank you so much. Always honored, always humbled by your presence, Don Murph, once again. And thank you, uh, folks, for making Locked On Patriots your first listen every day. Until tomorrow, continue to stay safe, stay well, be the change that you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. Later.